Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Wednesday, July the 26th, 2023, the feast of St. Joachim and Anne, the grandparents of Jesus. Today's reading is from the gospel according to St. Matthew. On that day, Jesus went out of the house and sat down by the sea. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole crowd stood along the shore. And he spoke to them at length in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, where it had little soil. It sprang up at once because the soil was not deep, and when the sun rose, it was scorched, and it withered for lack of roots. Some seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it. But some seed fell on rich soil and produced fruit a hundred or sixty or thirtyfold. Whoever has ears ought to hear. So today, as I was saying, we celebrate the feast of St. Joachim and Anne. And they have a great story that we find in the Proto-Evangelium of James, uh, a book that didn't make it into the Bible, but the church has always uh, recognized the validity of this book. It's the story of the life of Mary, essentially. It talks about Joachim and Anne. Later in the book, it talks about Mary's assumption. And uh, like I say, the church accepts this book. It's just not part of the canon of Scripture. It's part of the writings of the church fathers, if you were buying a set of books from the ancient church that certainly we can buy. Uh, They are certainly in existence. Lots of things written that go all the way back. Never mind, just part of the tradition. The fact that people have prayed with these things, these realities, these historical truths over 2,000 years. They've been part of the church's liturgy. Uh, They've been part of the storytelling and the discussions long before the printing press was invented. And this was part of the story of the life of Jesus before the church officially sanctioned a Bible, before the church approved the 27 books of the New Testament. So the story goes that Joachim and Anne, uh, they were of the tribe of Judah, I believe, Um you know, because they were descendants of King David. St. Joseph was a descendant of King David, but so also was Our Lady and St. Anne herself. Joachim apparently had a high position in society, but they didn't have any children, and children were seen as God's blessing. If you didn't have children, if you couldn't conceive, then they saw it as maybe God was mad at you. Maybe you, um, you know, were cursed in some way, something like that. And so Joachim's position in society was questionable because there were no children. Was God perhaps mad at him? So one day he prayed, and they both prayed, and they said, Lord, even though we're getting older, if you, similar to St. Elizabeth and and Zechariah, even though we're older, even though we uh, are getting past childbearing years, if you were to grant us a child, we would completely dedicate our child to your service. And then Anne conceived. And so there was a lot of rejoicing and Mary was born. 
And they did have a means in the Jewish religion at that time to dedicate their children to uh, the service of God by taking them to the temple. And I don't know what you would compare it to, maybe some kind of like a convent or seminary kind of training. Uh, But they would dedicate their children to the service of God and they would get some special training, special learning and education. And this is what Our Lady got as a young girl. And we read in the writings of St. Louis de Montfort that Joachim and Anne just were amazed at their daughter, because in reality, we know her to be the immaculate conception. She is without sin. And they used to say about her, who is this child? What is her mission? Why has God sent her to the world? Why has God chosen us? We don't know who she is. We don't know what this is all about. This child is completely perfect in every way. And because of her perfection, she's smarter than all the other kids. She has a wisdom that goes deeper even than our own. So there's beautiful artwork you can find. Um, And I love this. Just pictures of St. Anne next to Our Lady where Mary is a little girl, but Mary, because she's without sin, because she's the Immaculate Conception, the artist drew her as a grown woman, just a small grown woman. And it's kind of funny, but it's it's beautiful at the same time. You have St. Anne, this older woman who is the mother, and then you have this full-grown woman who's very small, Mary, the daughter. And uh, it's cute. I don't know what else to say, but uh, it leads us to meditate on divine truths. St. Anne, being the grandmother of Jesus, Uh, I mean, it just drives home the importance of grandparents. Jesus even had grandparents. It wasn't enough for him to be part of the Holy Family and to have parents and have a family and have a normal upbringing and therefore sanctify our world and our families in so many ways. He also had grandparents. And these grandparents, people have prayed to them for the past 2,000 years and received all sorts of special favors. Very similar to St. Joseph, St. Anne, St. Joachim, And St. Joseph uh, don't really get a lot of prayers considering how powerful their intercession is with our Lord. So we recommend people pray to these great saints. And when people have, they've received outstanding favors. I was very privileged, I don't know, about 20, 25 years ago to go to St. Anne de Beaupre in Quebec in Canada where there's a beautiful church, a huge, beautiful shrine to St. Anne, St. Anne de Beaupre. I think that means the beautiful valley or the beautiful prairie, Beaupre. And there's all kinds of stories. Native Americans used to worship there, and they used to have this trail where they would go on their knees up to the shrine and pray for certain intentions, and all sorts of miraculous things happened. Of course, the devotion was brought there from the French, who came to settle in that part of Canada. And there were all sorts of stories about them receiving all kinds of miraculous intervention, but it is a beautiful place. And like I say, I just highly recommend praying to St. Joachim and Anne. The gospel today is once again, it's a different version of the parable of the seeds and the sower. We don't get the explanation in this one as we got the other day. It'll probably come later, but It's that parable of how, you know, our Lord plants seeds. He uses us to plant seeds and there's different types of soil. And some of the soils don't allow the seeds to grow for different reasons. 
our Lord, it's really the world, the flesh, and the devil. The devil comes along and steals the seeds. Sometimes we're just not ready on the inside. Sometimes worldly cares and ambitions uh, cause us to lose the seeds. But when the seed lands on good soil, then it takes root, and then beautiful things grow. So, when we think about our grandparents... Grandparents, especially in this day and age, when we suffer from just so many families being in a great struggle, so many families being broken, so many children born out of wedlock, and then they're just all over the place. Our poor kids, they're physically all over the place, which leads to their being mentally and emotionally and spiritually all over the place. So it drives home the importance of grandparents. I look at uh, my own family and some of the children that have recently grown up in my family being very, very strongly influenced by their grandparents because the grandparents do a lot of babysitting. They take care of them. They spend time with them. And especially with regard to faith, they're very, very important. And it's not just about, see, a lot of times I, you know, people will come to me and ask for advice. Well, how can I best help my grandchildren? And we talk about the seeds very often. In other words, we talk about, oh, try this book, try doing the rosary, try taking them to church, all these different things. And you know, that's great. That's outstanding. I highly recommend whatever influence you can have. And that's all about the planting of the seeds. But remember, Jesus says he's the one who plants the seeds. I mean, he uses us, it's true. But in the parable, it's the difference in the seeds that take root is that there's good soil. So when we think about the value of grandparents, and I think about my own grandparents and the influence that they had on me, it wasn't always about the planting of the seeds of faith, although that was there. It was also about the soil, the tilling of the soil. In other words, being present to our grandchildren taking them places, talking to them, listening to them. It's, it's creating good soil through making sure they're well-fed, making sure they're well-clothed, whatever. My, my grandmother used to always buy me things. She, my one grandmother used to say the weirdest things, I would think. Well, what is she talking about? She had all kinds of funny sayings. I remember her saying, oh, I got you this sweater so that you can, you know, one, one Saturday afternoon, maybe you go out somewhere and you go to a nice place and you wear the sweater. And I'm like, all right, the sweater is great. I don't know what you mean about going out some nice place on a Saturday. I don't know what she was talking about. Maybe, I don't know, somebody was going to take me to lunch or something, which we sometimes did. But anyway, when her definition of going out somewhere special might not have been the same definition of mine. For me, it would have been cool to put a t-shirt on and go to the arcade or go to McDonald's or something, go to the movies at the local mall. Um, <laughs> we didn't get dressed up for any of that, but I just remember my own grandparents. And this is what I hear from so many people. Just grandparents make the most difference. And you know, there's that expression, grace builds on nature when they till the soil, when they're caring for the soil of the heart of their grandchild. In other words, spending time with them, inviting them over to, to talk or to play a game going and visiting them, buying them nice things, whatever, just being that presence and not trying not to be weird, trying, not, trying to relate to them, trying to listen to them and talk to them about the things that matter. When they start liking, an, you know, a boy or a girl, uh, to be that person that they can talk to about these things. Sometimes 
uh, people feel very often they can't talk to their parents about these kinds of things as changes are going on in their lives. A lot of times parents aren't ready and they would rather not talk about it. Whereas as grandparents, you know, there's that being that step removed and, you know, it's not just about having the little kids to play and then sending them home, you know, all filled up on sugar and, and after having them all riled up. But as they get older, being that sounding board, being that person that's just consistent, that says, I'm here for you. You can talk to me. And, uh, you know, I want to just give you I want to be there for you and give you whatever it is that you need. That's selflessness. So we don't know exactly to what degree Jesus had that in his life. We don't know if they might have even already been deceased when Jesus was born. It's possible. Uh, But still, Jesus had grandparents. Therefore, grandparents are sanctified, just like parents are, just like families, just like everything else in the world that Jesus came to be with, to touch, to use, etc. Jesus sanctified these things. So today we celebrate grandparents and how important they are and how we wouldn't be who we are without them. So let's continue to pray for our grandparents, appreciate them and become the best grandparents that we can be ourselves. Hope everybody has a great day. God bless you.